all. You could do this show really well if you, you know, if your contacts just totally messed up or, um, <laughs> which actually, you know, so you guys, always the most inopportune moment. I was telling my son the other day that, you know, the moment you want to do something important, that's when your laptop's going to decide to update for an hour. So. That's right. That's right. So after uh, going through my new inter my new audio interface, my little bit older one that's uh, pretty pretty good, which usually is, uh, the first one wasn't getting any audio to Rachel. The second one um, wasn't getting any audio back to me. And so the third one worked. And then I had something wrong with one of my contacts. But we are here. We are on time. This is the best of Be Live. Welcome, everybody. I'm Ross Brand, and she is Rachel Moore. And we are always happy to spend every Tuesday evening with you at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, to talk about what's going on with Be Live and highlight some of the people and issues and things that are, are happening in the live streaming world that are mm -hmm. exciting or newsworthy or just fun to talk about like world emoji day <laughs> <laughs> it is fun to talk about i mean it's it's fun because there's so many different ways now that we have to be able to share how we're feeling about stuff and emojis is one of them uh for anyone who's watching live or the replay would love love if you would go ahead and post your favorite emoji uh below in the comments and if you want to be extraordinarily adventurous try to like do a, a phrase or like to communicate to us a, a, like a series of words in your emojis and we'll try to figure those out. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm trying to think what I was telling somebody earlier. One of my favorite emojis is the <laughs> hmm, emoji where you're kind of like thoughtful. Cause so many times you guys like see people post stuff. You're like, Hmm. And uh, I often find myself reacting to that, but more often than not, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm doing one of the laughy emojis and stuff like that. So fortunately, well, what's funny is that um, I don't know what all the emojis are, and I can't really see them all that well because they're so small on my iPhone, right? Uh -huh. That it's like, okay, I have some that I always, and I, I wish I knew like what more of them meant, but I'm always like, I don't want to send the wrong message to somebody or have something. So it's like, I do the general smile, <laughs> the one with the tears where you're laughing hard. <laughs> the, hmm, emoji where you're like, I'm trying to figure this out. Let's see what else. There's the the props from our, our lab days. We can give props. That's always a good one. Um, I see we're fist, getting some butterflies and stuff, too. I the love fist the fist bump. bump. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Love that thing. Um, and just so you know, uh, so Ross, I'm letting you know, I actually am not seeing comments here in the studio. I am. So I'm going over I looking at them. On Facebook. I'm, I'm looking in the, on Facebook too. So yeah, you just guys, you wanted an echo. I just said the exact same thing you said. <laughs> so, uh, if you are in fact, uh, realizing any kind of, uh, you know, delay in our acknowledgement of your emojis, we are seeing them over there. Uh, and I see that some people are doing stars. Cheryl's doing stars. Um, unfortunately we may not be doing a whole lot of display comments tonight, uh, unless we, you know, things get interesting. I, it must be one of those days is the moon in a weird space. And I'm not saying I'm necessarily subscribed. Yeah. to that kind of thing but uh you we've had you had tech issues your contact was going weird now we we are not seeing the comments live unless we go to the live post but uh we're gonna make this work regardless we are. guys we are that's right that's right <laughs> we are nothing if not overcomers thank you very much and of course the other emojis that i love to use are the different broadcasting ones right the oh, clapper yeah. one the um 
the stick mic one, the one with the <laughs> old fashioned microphone, the headphones, you know, all that kind of stuff is fun to use. Sports emojis are fun. Um, the flags from different countries when we did the the world be uh, mm -hmm. live around the world day for World Social Media I Day. That. that was cool that, was that you guys did. Yeah. So using those flag emojis was fun. What what other emojis do you use from deep um, within deep within the <laughs> different ones where you go um, past the smiling I the, faces? I do the applause one because mm -hmm. um, I like to just be like, "Ooh, that's exactly what um, I do." I use the uh, down pointer one. Have you guys mm -hmm. done that? And I love that in Facebook posts where LinkedIn comments. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes I have no words and I'm just like, "I'm going to share this and point down." And that's all I got. And uh, I've done that too, where um, I don't know if you guys ever done this, particularly if like you're in a message set or something where somebody says something and you kind of like, yes, that this works particularly well in Slack where you can <laughs> reply with just a pointing up like that right there. That's exactly like that. Or And right, so right. I do that quite often. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to just like those small punctuated ones where it's like, Okay, I acknowledge that. I have feelings about what you just said. And it's just a quick, it's really cool. I, I love that emojis are now part of our conversations online because it's a quick way to do it. Um, it's nonverbal. And mm -hmm. oftentimes, I mean, look at that, guys. So many times when we, I love people are doing like pepper and stuff in there too. Um, but so many times, you guys, if we were just to type a sentence, tone mm -hmm. is pretty much lost. Um, you really can't drill down on what the tone might be but an emoji can really you know if you do a smiley face oh okay you're happy or if you right, do right. Mm, <laughs> you just are immediately able to apply tone to something so i think that's what i love them so much for it's also why i really love gifts is there a world mm -hmm. gift day by the way because i'm all here for that <laughs> oh that'll be a fun one it would it would and uh so yeah it's it's been a great day i've been loving seeing what different people are doing and i do you guys remember when i don't know if domino still does this where you could order pizza by texting them emojis isn't that crazy <laughs> was it the pizza emoji or was it something else <laughs> well i think just like someone posted a pepper in the comments like you could say you know i want a pizza and i want you know cheese and pepper and pepper you know pepperoni and sausage i i'm not really sure what their legend was for uh, people ordering stuff, but uh, that's what I heard that they had rolled out, which I th thought was really inventive and very forward thinking because people so much today are just emojiing it up. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. So every Tuesday, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we are here with Best of the Live. I'm Ross Brand. Rachel Moore is here as well. And we're going to be talking to Stephanie Liu coming up in just a few minutes. She is the host of Lights Camera Live and a Facebook live expert, somebody who teaches courses on uh, live streaming and is very knowledgeable about Facebook insights and video insights and what you can learn and take away from uh, your different videos that you post on Facebook or your live videos, the videos you do on Be Live TV, what you can learn, what you can take away to maybe help grow your audience or your business or just to maybe do a better broadcast the next time mm -hmm. around or facilitate more engagement. There's so many different things you can do to en enhance a broadcast. Each time we talk about, uh, a, you know, a guest and we highlight some of the things that they do well, it's like it, we don't expect people because we can't do it ourselves to integrate every single thing that there is to do <laughs> to improve your broadcast from one to the next. Right. Right. But insights can be helpful. Um, mm -hmm. Are you big on looking at, at your metrics and insights and uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and, and let me be completely transparent. I don't do it enough. Um, and if anyone else, <laughs> yeah, you guys use an emoji, do your little holler, do your little fist bump, whatever. If you don't do it enough, just, just, just all be together with this, that we, we acknowledge we don't do it enough. Um, but the great thing is they're there. And once you, mm -hmm. they're kind of like the rabbit hole where once you do start clicking in there, you're like, Oh, I just want to <laughs> see all the data. I just love this. And, um, and Facebook seems to keep adding um, aspects to that data where you're like, you really can get a little big brother with this with it. And let me be clear too. Um, it's available from Facebook pages. So when you do a That's Facebook true. live or be live and it's from a Facebook page, you get all this data. Um, I was telling on my pre-show, I really think at some point Facebook's going to open up more data for profiles. Um, mm. I hope anyway. But uh, for right now, your best data on your lives is uh, is through Facebook pages. And they actually have its own tab where you can go look at your insights for videos. And it, it's really cool because it'll show you like you can say in the last seven days, last quarter, what mm -hmm. are your best uh, videos and stuff. And then, then you know, drill down on it from there. Um, but yeah, if, if you're just looking at views, uh, there's way more. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys realize views are basically just, hey, if somebody watched your video for a total of three seconds, mm -hmm. um, there's way more to look at. And I, I really can't wait to just talk to Stephanie, too, because I'm sure she has a lot more insight, too, as far as like, what does that all mean? You know, I mean, right. three seconds. Sometimes we're just all trying to score that three second. Be like, yes, that's one more view I got. <laughs> but you'd love it if somebody was actually hanging out a little bit on your video or, you know, hovering on one part and you you really can see all that stuff. Um, Ross, I don't know if we want to show now or wait a little bit, but I've actually got a screen share ready of uh, looking at one of our past videos. What do you think? Should we try to look at that right now? Yeah, let's take a look at that. Okay, so um, I'm going to add this up here and I'm going to solo it. So you guys, uh, what you're seeing, and I just love, let me just point this out again, really <laughs> like it when uh, the screenshot and that's, it's, you know, grabs my face at a certain time. At least I'm not making a weird face right there. So let's all be thankful for that. Um, so as I'm sharing the screen, let me hop over so I can actually move around in here. So um, what you're seeing, and I'm moving my mouse around, hopefully you guys can see that, is that uh, when you look at the insights of a video, uh, you have three options to look at, three main tabs, rather. There's mm -hmm. video, so you can actually see how the video is looking. Uh, there's post, because you want to see, basically, the your video is packaged in a post. And so that's seeing what all happened on the post itself overall. And then now, there's this awesome shares tab. Um, mm -hmm. So when you look at the video, uh, you have a you have several different options to look at. It's got performance for the video, how many minutes were viewed total. So we have uh, over sixteen hundred minutes uh, that people have viewed this video. It was when we had Chris Seward on. We're talking about you know how to produce and mo monetize your videos, and he has a he's a really actually uh, this was uh, featuring an author who. Um, I'm so sorry. I was totally speaking Coach, of something, Coach something Jenny was different. On, right? That's it's, right. That's right. Coach I Jenny was on. Coach Jenny and Chris were on the same episode, if I remember. You know, and I remember, too, the reason I thought of Chris is because uh, you guys remember when I said sharing was caring. We've said that a few times here. Chris was helping us share this video out and was really getting us some extra views as a result. So that is something you can look at in these insights as well to say, ooh. I see who shared and how big of an impact that had on my video views. So uh, that's really helpful. On your video tab, you can look at minutes viewed. You can see your peak live viewers. This is what I love, guys. Look how geeky this right. is. 
So you can like scroll through your video and see the peaks and valleys. When were people most engaged in looking at, at the video? Um, check that out. Isn't that cool? And you can kind of see when people start dropping off. So you can go back in and say, well, what were we talking about right there? Were they getting bored or were they getting tired because it was the time of day? What was leading to the peaks? And so you can take a look at that throughout the length of your video, which is so cool. And then yeah. you've got... And what was sorry, really cool, oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say it was really cool is you could see that Chris shared it before the show to his Facebook page, but then he shared it again while we were live. Yes, yes, exactly. So you can see all these stats. You um, So when you talk about videos, video views, again, that uh, if I hover over this, uh, this little pop-up is telling me that is when uh, an aggregate of at least three seconds by that viewer. So that's mm -hmm. what you're getting there. And then it's got the 10 second views, which is a little smaller number because that's when people hovered uh, <laughs> and just stuck with your video. Uh, video average watch time. You can check that out too, saying, well, how long did people technically stick with it? And you guys, it's it's about, you know, like if they're coming in, seeing it and catching something that they like. Um, but that's why you want to really look at your content and say, well, what can we do to make it better? Audience retention talks about, well, how, you know, when were your peaks, like how they worked, you know, did they stay with you through the whole duration of your show? And then audience and engagement. Yeah. So some lots of, the, of some stuff. Some of the numbers can be discouraging because totally. the, the one that I always find most discouraging is the number of people, the percentage of people who turn the sound on. <laughs> you realize, <laughs> I know, right? When no, you realize that a lot of your views come from people who don't turn the sound on, that's a little Ooh. discouraging. Um, but one of the things that is encouraging to realize is um, you don't have to have, uh, you know, 300 live viewers to get a good number of total views because right. you know we had 17 i think was our peak live viewers but because um our guests shared it because we shared it uh because the conversation continued in the chat afterwards mm -hmm. um it, you continue to grow views um the, the the number of live viewers don't necessarily reflect how you're gonna do uh, in replay views or right. even how you're doing with, with live views necessarily, because people are coming in and out throughout a, mm -hmm. a video. I, I mean, if they, if they held it to only people who watch the whole video, boy, uh, I know. <laughs> be like, would be getting views. Guys, few but faithful. Love you. Well, and Ross, let's, you know, since it is emoji day, world emoji mm -hmm. day, uh, they'll show you to the video engagement. So you can look at reactions, comments, and shares. So again, uh, looking at the uh, blue, dark blue line, I can see, well, people really reacted right around this point in the video. And then you can see, uh, click a reaction to see what where it was in the curve. Ooh, we had a lot of thumbs up. We had mm. some laughing toward the end. People like hearted right there. Where'd that happen? You know, and then you want, isn't that great how it's so interactive? You can actually go hover over the part of the video where people were really liking something. Uh, then you can see we didn't make anyone mad, which was great. Nobody was sad and we didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of wows, but that's okay. Cause people were loving laughing and thumbs up. And so uh, that's the kind of stuff that you may not realize you can do to really assess how your video did and what you could do in the future. And that is something I can't wait to talk to uh, Stephanie about, um, how to really, you know, leverage that this data, because, um, you know, then you've got all the post data that talks about how the post itself did and, you know, reactions on that. But really, it's it's anytime you guys are, are doing thumbs up or hearts or anything or laughing on uh, the actual reaction on the video, we can see that later and say, right. OK, let's <laughs> replicate for success. Right. So 
Um, so that's pretty much what I wanted to show really quick to say this is available. You don't have to pay for this. Uh, mm -hmm. If you do a Facebook Live from a page, this is in there and it's there for you guys to see anytime you want. Um, and you can look back and you'll see too, just as Ross mentioned, uh, over time, particularly if you decide to reshare, which Ross, you are the bomb at, by the way, <laughs> to just go back in and say, hey, check out this video. If you missed it, we really covered some, you know, this XYZ topic and get people reinterested. And again, it, it's all about repurposing that content or figure out when, when might be timely to talk about that again. You know, if Amazon were to do a sale right now on, on uh, audiovisual equipment, well, we'd want to be going and sharing that one we did about equipment you could use for your live streams and be like, right, this right. is really time you know what you should do before you buy. So uh, all of that stuff's really cool. And um, that's what uh, is really awesome about that. But yeah, that's a lot of data, guys. I don't it know if you sure realized is. how much data was there. It's pretty cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, bring up Stephanie. She's a social Yay. media strategist and the host of Lights Camera Live. There she is as from San Diego, California, a keynote speaker. And uh, wow, she's got a whole bunch of different things going on, courses and groups and all sorts of things. Stephanie, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, you two. You guys are crushing it. Look at you sharing screens and looking at all these numbers. <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're just basically trying to ramp up to you because it's like it is. It's a daunting thing to be like, oh, God, I got to go look at all this, the stats. And but what does it all mean? You know, and trying to figure that out. Not I don't know that anybody, I you know, many people probably feel like, well, I have to be an expert about this. But do we have to be an expert at it or can you help us with that? Definitely. Definitely could help you out with that. I mean, I think it's, I think for every business owner, it's very helpful for you, you to know the bare bones basics, especially when it comes to video, yeah. because if you're having, let's say a content creator or your social media manager creating content, you want to know what's actually moving the me the needle in your business. And if you're mm -hmm. not measuring things, then you don't know how to improve certain aspects of your business. So yeah, definitely try to jump in there whenever you can. I know for clients and I, we, we do monthly reports. We always take a look at our content, see what's working. If we find that live video, which is usually, by the way, driving the most engagement, we'll shift our content strategy that way. Because why spend time doing things that aren't moving the needle in your business if you could focus on something that's probably going to take you like 30 minutes to do and you're good, right? Mm -hmm. so, well, I've often thought that you're the, the most organized person in live video. I know that isn't like the most flashy description, but you seem to have a process for everything and, and are very meticulous. Can you take us kind of through how you approach your, your insights and your metrics? Do you look at one video? Do you wait till the end of a month? Do you, you know, how do you break yeah. it all down after, after you're done with the show? Oh my gosh, when I'm done with the show, I hit the replay button because <laughs> they want to see if I said anything that was silly or, you know, how is the audio, how are things are going. But usually at the end of a live video, I am still looking at the replay just to see how many engagements did I get as soon as that video ended, right? Mm -hmm. And then within a 24 hour period, my goal is always to hit at least a thousand views organically and, and at least hit a hundred comments organically. That's usually like my main KPI to know if a, if an episode was doing well. Right. Yeah. And then within like 48 hours, that's when I want to see, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Rachel did and click into the insights. Let's start mm -hmm. to see what was my organic reach. How many people were there in terms of peak live viewers? 
What was the engagement like? You can even see how many people viewed your video that were followers versus non-followers. That's the crazy part, right? Because you want to see if your content is actually living outside of your page. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that I definitely take a look at. I take a look at reach. I take a look at engagement. I take a look at the number of comments and the number of shares. But most importantly, because just like you, I'm trying to monetize my live video, I want to know who my audience is. I want to know who's watching. Is it mostly male, female, what age range, and in what cities? Because that's going to help me out with my media kit as well as sponsorships. Very, very sharp. I like, <laughs> you know, me, like, whenever you ask me a question, yeah, I'm just ready. like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> So do you like, yeah. how do you organize? We just talked about your organization. Um, uh, did I, I feel lose, like, did we lose Rachel? Uh Oh, if you can't oh. hear me, I'm going to drop out Ross. I'll she's go gonna, refresh. She's going to drop out and uh, come back in. So um, just following along on that, um, because now I'm, I got in my mind, media kit, cities, oh, generations, yeah. all that stuff. Um, well, let's, let's start with what not to do, right? What are, mm. cause that's sometimes easier than what to do. Um, what are, what are the things that you shouldn't waste a lot of time either looking at or spending time worrying about or, or whatever, when it comes to your insights? You know, honestly, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about the number of peak live viewers that I have. Cause I know that people are going to go ahead and watch content on demand. Mm -hmm. I know that for my particular audience and probably your audience is the same, they're going to watch the replay whenever they have the time. And that's what usually what matters most to me. Um, the other things that I kind of ignore is how many times or how many people are actually watching the video with the sound off. I don't know about you, but I always try to get transcripts for my videos. I have this little hack. Did I tell you this hack before? No, but I want to know it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think you told me, but I'll, I'll let you tell it yeah. again. Okay, so before when I was doing my live videos for Lights Camera Live, our episodes are usually like 45 minutes to an hour. I would go to rev.com, spend a dollar a minute just to get those videos transcribed. Mm -hmm. So 45, like let's say $45 to 60 bucks per episode. That's a lot, right? And so what I do now is I just download the Facebook Live video, upload it over to YouTube, let YouTube do the free transcription in the captions for me, download that and then re-upload it to Facebook and yay, I've saved $60. <laughs> I wonder wow. if uh, Mark Zuckerberg is just fuming like, can't believe YouTube's taking this from me. And um, Can I ask a question too? Is it, um, I feel like I saw this and maybe it's just when you upload and not for a live video. Does Do they offer any kind of transcription uh, in Facebook that does that for you too? They do auto generation, but I would say for, for my show in particular, there's a lot of typos and it's really hard to go in there and edit it from there. With YouTube, I could just download the SRT file, open it up into a text editor and then do whatever it is that I want to do. Right. And then that nice. makes it easy. And I just like put it up into Facebook and we're good to go. So That's you so can smart. edit the YouTube one, but not the Facebook one. How, how much editing time do you then spend? Like how close to being accurate is it? <laughs> you know, I'll have to ask my intern. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those too, not just a media kit. I yeah, you know what? Check out the college, the colleges that you have around. Um, but I would say idea. I would say YouTube does a lot better in terms of transcribing live video mm -hmm. versus Facebook. Um, yeah. But if you do have, you know, if you're if you're only going live for let's say 10 to 15 minutes and you want it really done quickly, then definitely take the 
take the time to do rev.com if you have the budget mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're already monetizing your video or if you have a sponsor, just like package that into your cost. Like, oh, okay, here's a sponsor to sponsor this video. Plus, since mm-hmm. it's going to be a 30, 30 minute episode, add on the cost of actual transcription mm-hmm. and then, you know, get your money back. Right, that's a great right. idea, though, too, for going back to what you were saying, when you can tell, and Ross, you alluded to this, too, and you mm-hmm. can tell that somebody watched your video but didn't listen to it. If you're having that transcription, they're able to, I do this all the time, where I just read a video. I'm, there are so many mo- uh, really moving videos I've seen in my timeline or my feed where I... I know there's probably dramatic music, but I'm just watching it and it's some kind of story. And I wind up being moved to tears just by reading what's happening and seeing the images, but I never listen yeah. to, the, to the audio. So it's really impactful to do that. Well, and there's this hack that Ian Anderson Gray does. You guys know Ian, right? Mm-hmm. Ian Anderson uh-huh. Gray, what he does is he actually just transcribes like the first five minutes. And then in the SRT file, it'll say, okay, transcribes, the, the captions are going to end. So make sure that you hit play now. I was like, that's brilliant. That so is brilliant. Yeah, right. right. So just you could get do them. that. Yep. Yeah, just get them there and then just hit the play button. You're already here. You're already watching. I gave you the hook. You mm-hmm. got the lead. You're good to go. Um, awesome. But as Mitch Jackson would say, make sure that a lot of your content is friendly and available to those that may be hard of hearing. Is yes. it also good from an SEO perspective? So you get to choose which path you want to take. So just YouTube, do that. <laughs> quick, quick question on that. Do you actually post the transcript on the blog, on your blog post, on your website, the full transcript? Smart. I do. Might as well get all those words in, right? Might as well. Like and, and the way, long, a long post. Yeah. And the way that I have it set up, too, is um, I have like a collapsible part of the blog post where it says click here to see the full transcript, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen other influencers, like let's say Amy Porterfield, where she has this little link that you could click on and then you get this nice fancy PDF that you could go ahead and print out. Some other people are turning it into a lead magnet. That's Mm -hmm. just more work. It depends on how, like how many interns you have, right, Ross? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Um, I never, I never wrote anything out for like any of my live streams or updates mm -hmm. or anything. And then I realized that like, if I do write something out, like a little script or whatever, that becomes the blog post. So then I was like, Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So when I do something really short form or whatever, I'll write it out. And then those three paragraphs or whatever, you know, and you know, how you break stuff up in a blog post so that on mm-hmm. mobile, it doesn't look too tech. It's like, it's all there. Right. And then people can read it or not read it if they, if they want to, but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I- exactly. And you were kind of talking about this earlier, the way that I have my process for promoting any Facebook lives, I usually first start off with the copy for the Facebook event. And then the Facebook event, I just pull from that, reiterate that turns into the post itself. And then when it's time to do the blog recap, I just take it from the Facebook event. Just take it from the Facebook event and then you have your transcript. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I tell you one more hack? Yes. Yes, Okay, so this is where you're gonna get your free SRT file. And then you go to rev.com slash caption converter, I think. You upload your SRT file there. You could click on transcript, and then it'll go ahead and just give you a text file. There you go. You give that to your intern or to your VA. They could um, 
spell check it, do the paragraph breaks, and then all of a sudden you already have your blog post. You're done. That's You're ridiculous. That's so cool. Well, and I know some other hosts on uh, here on Be Live page that do, uh, Molly uh, it, Mahoney is always talking about. She does show notes, and she'll provide those later. Which you really, I love the. We've talked about repurposing your video, but you're repurposing even everything around it to say um, the words, the very words you spoke in the video can turn into an SEO engine on your blog because now right. you have that. But it's not like you have to go back and you know type all that out. Be like, what did I say? You're basically mm -hmm. using existing free tools to get that stuff into a format where it's like, yeah, now you can put it on a blog. You can take excerpts from it and tweet those things out and be like, here was a takeaway. Go watch the whole video. But so smart. I love hacks. These are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love these. We're talking with Stephanie Lou from Lights Camera Live and HeyStephanieLou.com. And she's a social media strategist and live video pro who does wonderful shows uh, and, and really has a lot of uh, different social media and live video influencers on that she talks to. Let's get back to some of the insights after the show or after a month of shows or whatever. Yeah. Um, what are some of the changes that either you or you've seen your, your clients make from insights? What are some of the takeaways that they were actually able to make a difference uh, mm. once they implemented what they mm. learned from those insights? We've taken a look at how many, how videos are performing if we tag other pages versus if we don't tag other pages. We find that by tagging other pages, our organic reach is a lot higher than if we didn't do that. So mm -hmm. that that's kind of become our best practice there. We've also taken a look at content in terms of backgrounds. Those that are usually in the office are kind of like, okay, people are over that. But if I take my client outside, we're here in San Diego, so it's usually very sunny. We could do different backdrops, and then that captures people's attention. The other things that we've kind of tested is the thumbnails themselves. Now, before, I would just say, like, okay, here's the perfect thumbnail. There's no text on it whatsoever, because if later down the line I want to run a Facebook ad, I don't have to worry about it. Well, we did a test, and we actually did a thumbnail where we did the text overlays with the titles. I basically took Owen Video's template. I just kind of mimicked it. You know, like, why not learn from the best, right? I was like, okay, if Owen's doing this on YouTube, I wonder how this would work on Facebook. And what we found was that we were getting more engagement with that crazy thumbnail. So it was kind of like your clickbaity title. <laughs> right. But it worked. It got people to click. And, yeah. I mean, those videos were probably just, like, a couple minutes long and it worked well for us. So taking a look at the insights really helped us out in terms of our content strategy. And so the, one of the things that paid off was the YouTube style thumbnail with yeah. just a few words and big picture. And sorry, yeah. you know, I, that's something we, we kind of debate, I think, or a lot of people debate is, is whether or not to use thumbnails on Facebook for yeah. replays or how long, like, did you put the thumbnail up right away or did you wait until that sort of, 24 48 hour rush of replay viewers went by and then put the thumbnail up it's it's always a test i will tell mm -hmm. you this like rachel was talking about like how sometimes the custom thumbnail is like the weird awkward photo view sometimes <laughs> i would actually really look for the most awkward photo because people <laughs> are like yeah people are like what is going on with her face right now i want to go ahead and click play right. versus like the photogenic photo they're just like okay all right i got it but if it's like a funny face of us, like what's going on, that's totally going to be it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that might actually get more engagement for you. As long as, long as you're taking a look at the numbers, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's going to be helpful for you. And yeah. if you have a client that's willing to experiment, 
then go for it. You know, it just, you got to go out there and figure out what works. Well, I, and I really do love um, that you're so focused on the data and um, so many of us can have that gut feeling like, I think that was amazing. Um, right. But you can go back in and say, well, actually, uh, data is telling me it's was not my best video. Yeah. Uh, really good. But the numbers don't lie. And I love what, you, you know, that whole thumbnail is a great example to say, well, this should have worked, but I mean, your audience went the other way. And so you're like, well, let me go where my audience goes, right? Yeah, exactly. Have fun with it. I mean, there's so many things that you could test just as you would in terms of Facebook ads. Definitely test out your thumbnails, the groups that you're sharing to. I love the fact, Rachel, that you showed um, the people that were sharing your live video. Because mm -hmm. then what if you wanted to do like, um, I think Owen does this. He does like the share sponsor. He gives you a shout out on the next show, if you um, if you share the live broadcast, he'll give you a shout out. And I was like, that's so smart. That gets people that is extra really exposure. Cool. Yeah, another thing that um, I, I learned from you was cross-posting, because you yeah. were on top of that when it first came yeah. out, and now <gasps> I've, I've turned into like a cross-posting monster. It's like anything, <laughs> anything we do, it's like, let's cross-post it. And, Might and as well, another right? round of it. Right. Yeah. Talk, talk about um, how that's beneficial to people, because a, a lot of people don't totally understand the difference between a cross post and a share. OK, cool. I love that you brought this up because then we, that means we can totally geek out. Um, <laughs> so a shared yeah. post, everyone is pretty it's pretty self-explanatory. You see a post on somebody else's page and then you share it to a group or you share it to your page. Any of that engagement that happens on that other page or that group doesn't roll up to your main video. So you don't get any of that extra love over there. If I gave uh, cross-posting access to you guys, any engagement that happens on your pages then rolls up to mine. So we kind of talked about like media kits earlier. Let's mm -hmm. say like one of like my live videos got 10,000 views, but because I gave cross-posting access to like my super share people, right? Mm -hmm. Because now they shared it, all of the engagement that's happening there rolls up to my video and now my numbers are doing way better. Right. So I could say like, OK, my average monthly views used to be 10,000, but now it's 20,000 because I have mm -hmm. a cross posting distribution strategy. So cross posting is really that could be any existing videos that you have. Mm -hmm. And then just recently, maybe it was kind of like a month ago or so, mm -hmm. but now you have live cross posting. So as soon yeah. as I go live, it'll go live on the other pages as well. This is amazing if you know that you're going to have a guest and you automatically want it to be oh, happening yeah. on their page. I did this with Mike Alton. I had him on the show. And as soon as we nice. went live, you know, we were getting engagement on his page and ours. You just have to be mindful of the fact that in your broadcast, if whether you're using a third-party platform, the engagement that's happening on the main broadcast is going to live there. You're not right. going to get the comments from the other page. Does, does that make sense? It yeah, does. I yeah, always we, pin something at the top that says like yeah. to participate in the live chat, go and then the link for, for the show. Yeah. You know, yeah, on, that's, on that's smart. I yeah, was actually and, thinking whether you would want to do that or not. And then I remembered you told me you were in a meeting before. So I was like, okay, <laughs> you're like, we can always, I can always ask you about cross posting later. <laughs> so Stephanie, that's, I really, I want to hover on what you said about that too. So um, particularly for brands who might be looking at an influencer strategy, like to say that, um, well, we've got, you know, micro influencer in our area. They're a good customer of ours, but they really have a, you know, maybe they're a mommy blogger and they do just get some great traction. Um, so you're saying like we could, you could 
um, offered that cross posting to that person and then they, they would, would it be on their page then they could cross post that and it would be on their page and then they could um, share it and say, yeah, this is some uh, brand I endorse. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the thing cool. with cross posting too, is that that video now becomes available in your video library. So it's not like you just have to share it once, right? Yeah. Let's say down the line, um, we did, we said like, Hey, it's the new year. These are five new metrics that you should pay attention to. Like you could say six months down the line, Hey, we've, we've now reached the second half of the, of the year. Are you still looking at these metrics? Let's do a throwback mm -hmm. Thursday and take a look at this previous video. And you could still get engagement off of that. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Jenny, so you, Jenny can, you can make a playlist out mm -hmm. of your guest appearances, or you can, you know, if you're doing a collab with somebody and you go live on, on their page, it also sits in your library and in a sense yes. you, you get credit too for being a participant in that successful video mm -hmm. or that successful campaign or whatever came out of it. And you can add that to a playlist or make it your featured video. It doesn't have to be something that, that originated yeah. on your page. I, I mean, I'm, I, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing because really cool. we all know that like some of our best shows happen when we have our best guests on, right? So yeah. if they would like to share that on their page and they probably have a popular page anyway, it's mm -hmm. that every, everybody wins. Like there's yeah. no downside to somebody to giving cross posting access, unless you know, like it's somebody who's like totally inappropriate and they're going to, you know, <laughs> they, they maybe you don't want to, you know, you don't, you don't want them posting that as their video or whatever. But in terms of like, I, what did you say about like a share squad or a share uh, share sponsor? <laughs> no, no. But you said something like you have your share team or something oh, like, like your cross post. Yeah. So it's, you get like people who are like-minded, like similar pages or how do you decide who you cross post with besides the, the people who are, who are on the who show are watching? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is kind of like your engagement pod, but they're like-minded pages. Like let's say for one of my clients, National Conflict Resolution Center, um, mm -hmm. we're all about how you can resolve conflict in a civil manner, which let's say today we really need that these days, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there's other organizations that share the same mission as us and they like our content. Maybe they don't have a social media team that's creating content for them and they're yeah. looking for the best content that they could go ahead and, and repurpose. Right. And so we give them access to our stuff and they could share our mindset Monday videos. Mm -hmm. um, they could keep putting it out there because they'll always have fresh new content. And because they're sharing it, it links back to us. So it's, it's always helpful. Well, and then you're talking like global brands where if they are, you have a, a major kind of master brand, but they have different locations throughout the globe or a country or whatever. Um, if corporate, you know, if the headquarters is putting out a, a video and they give all those sub pages cross posting ability, then you're just able to like, oh, I don't even have to think I've got, I've got a video library right there I can pull from and they can do their own, um, you know, because it's relevant, it may not be specific to their area, but if it's something that applies throughout they're able to just have that content at the ready and can just go ahead and share it. Yeah. Imagine. Okay. So like, let's say all of us, we all go to conferences, right? Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. let's say social media marketing of the world, if they created this video trailer and then gave cross posting access to all of their speakers, one and done, you don't have to say like, go to our media kit, download it, upload it. It's already just, whenever you're ready, Rachel, just go ahead and click this button and it's automat automatically posted. Somebody better tag Michael Stelsner right now uh, in a comment, <laughs> say, uh, you just got a major um, 
hack bomb from Stephanie Liu and something you should totally do. Uh, yeah. God, talk about, I mean, they, and I, they get good engagement, but talk about just like having that reach be like, and by the way, now we have, you know, 20 times what we would have gotten because people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm in that video. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go share that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Isn't the, and then what, what's great too, because Whenever Ross was like cross posting any of our videos that we did together, I could see how much engagement he was getting. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. cool. Like now I know which of like my speakers for this conference is driving the most views. Right. Oh, did you, by the way, speaking of conferences, because uh, I think did you, you just put on a conference, right? Is that correct? Oh, no, I, I spoke at Social Media Day that's San Diego. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, that was a big deal, uh, Social Media Day. And I know um, Ross was somewhere, I was somewhere. But again, that would almost kind of be cool, too, if Mashable, let's just think bigger, even bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, if Mashable decided to do cross-posting with all the pages throughout the globe, which has got to be a lot. But to say, you know, if you're social media day and you're running something, let's right. let's make it a little more consolidated. But I did. Yeah. The, the, there are no limitations to this. And it really is yeah. cool that um, it, it's, you know, knowing that the algorithms again, this kind of goes back to the data part where, you know, algorithms are not necessarily working in the favor of a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have these tools like this, like looking at insights or like cross posting that can give us a little bit more of an edge to say, well, yeah, but we can we can help amplify the message a little bit yeah. more. I'm, I'm just waiting for that one brand that is just going to do like a live video cross posting takeover. Like you open up your app and you're like, holy crap, everyone is sharing this. And you're like, why nice. is like, the, can you just imagine like the next movie trailer that comes out? You're like, it's everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That would. That would be great. I mean, it just really is a matter of somebody knowing to do that and and having the guts to do it. So yeah. challenge issued to whomever yeah. that brand might be. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little bit about insights as far as how you use them to decide whether to run an ad to mm. behind like uh, the video's finished. Am I going to am I going to run an ad for this video to yeah. to get more reach or am I going to say like this this video might not play that well. It it might not be where we should put our our, our money. What do you look at to determine if uh, if a video, particularly like after a live video, is worth running an ad for? Ah, uh, you know, so it it's really going to depend on your goals because I run Facebook ads for different objectives, and I've told you this plenty of times before, Ross. How I get my my conference invitations. Right. <laughs> I don't think Rachel, I've actually told you this before, but what I would do is I would create a Facebook audience of conference organizers, right? So who has an interest in actually putting together conferences? I would choose the best video that I had that had the most organic engagement, where you're just seeing comment after comment after comment, and it was fun and it was engaging. And then I would go ahead and target that specific audience of conference organizers. And then they would say like, oh, Stephanie keeps popping up. Maybe I should go ahead and book her for my next conference. Because mm. when you're top <laughs> of mind, you're tip of tongue and your phone rings. So oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like, yeah, I that's like that. one of my favorite things to do. Um, so you can, you can get that specific in the audience that you create within mm. Facebook. You used to. There used to be one where you could target people specifically by their job titles. And then oh. what happened was because of data privacy, they removed that that ah. there. But because I had jumped in the game like a lot earlier than everyone, I know specifically what videos I use that tactic for. And now I could create a custom audience of people that watch those videos because I know that those are already my conference organizers. Right. Just, right. You know, it's so crazy. Wow. 
I don't know that people realize too. I mean, I know it's been in the news, particularly this last year, <clears throat> Cambridge Analytica, but um, you know, with Mark Zuckerberg having to talk about the fact that Facebook is a data giant and uh, mm -hmm. has this data and you really are, you're able, you know, just like you, you just said that you're able to uh, find the audiences that people that have engaged with their content, you can actually target an ad and in for fairly inexpensively oh, yeah. uh, get some more, uh, get more visibility in your content pushed out to them so that you are that front of mind. And that's kind of where the game is where, um, you know, utilizing that data, which on one hand, it's like, ah, all my data, they're using it all. But on the other hand, uh, that's that's how this is working nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say my other favorite hack with Facebook is there's Facebook Insights um, or Facebook's audience tool where you could go ahead and say like, all right, here is age, age, their interest. And then there's this audience insights area where you could see how likely people are going to like, comment and share. I try mm -hmm. to find the audience that shares on average 15 posts a month, because I know if I target them with the ad, I'm not just going to get the views, but I'm going to get the shares. And mm -hmm. that's going to help me out overall versus just saying, I'm just interested in people that are interested in social media, right? Like I want the people that are the super sharers <laughs> that are going to comment and then build that audience from there. And you guys already know this people that leave reactions, you could go ahead and invite them to like your page. So now you're just, yeah. you're getting your engagement, you're right, getting right. your views, you're growing your audience. And if you're really smart, if you're tagging your products in your Facebook live videos, now you're getting your affiliate marketing. You're like, boom, right, right. good Goodness. to go. <laughs> I am reeling with all of this knowledge. I'm I like, know. oh my god, I want, I know, I want to go do this right after this this show. <laughs> oh my gosh, when I when I learned how to tag um, my products in my Facebook Live videos, I went back. I was because because people will always ask you, hey, what what platform are you using to live stream right yeah. now? And you're most likely going to say Be Live, and if you have an yeah. affiliate link, why not go ahead and put that affiliate link as your tagged product? Hello, right, right. People are sharing. If you're getting an average of let's say. 20 shares per video. Now when your video is getting shared, your link is right there. Hello, income. You know, like it's ridiculous. Do you ridiculous. um when you so you can't choose based on profession, but you can still choose like your audience based on interests or based on behaviors mm -hmm. and things like that. Um do you do you select a lot of those and really drill down or do you pick like one or two and just go with that when you, you do know, it. I don't do much of the cold targeting anymore. If anything, mm -hmm. I do a lot of the lookalike audiences. Uh, because you already found what works. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, here's the thing. It's like you already know who's already engaging with your video. So now you just say, mm -hmm. hey, Facebook, I want you to find more people that are just like these guys. Mm -hmm. Right. So they'll do the lookalike for you. And then you could test that out to say like, OK, cool. You've totally nailed it. Or. If you have people that are consistently hitting your website, you want to look alike of people that are hitting that website, downloading your app, um, purchasing your products. You could retarget yeah. people that probably like added an item to the cart and then just get them further down your funnel. I know. Mm. There's like, I geek out. I geek out a lot, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Well, and I, I'd love to know too. I mean, I know Ross touched on it earlier a little bit. Um, you know, as far as the organizing of all this, this, this all... I mean, again, mind exploding with all the ways that we can do this. Um, 
do you do you use anything really intricate to kind of plan this out? Um, are you just kind of using normal tools like Google Docs or micro, you know, Excel or things like that to kind of just organize your your workflow for each of your videos and how you're going to use them in these ways? I use Asana. Asana is like my go to project management tool. And I have a template that basically says from from, from soup to nuts, it's I'm drafting the copy, sending social media promo copy to my guest creating the Facebook event, inviting people, mm-hmm. dropping like, you know, keep updating the Facebook event to say like, hey, we're going live in an hour. Okay, yep. here's the scheduled broadcast and all of that. It's all there. And then all of the recapping, um, the transcripts. Nice. Ross knows because he's laughing because he's just like, I want this template. I need it. Right. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my God, if only I had it. Is <laughs> your intern now? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I know. Hey, intern, we have like a to-do list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything you can, um, you've, again, you've dropped so much knowledge, which has been awesome. Um, if, if, uh, for people watching right now, live or replay, mm-hmm. what's the one thing you would tell them to get started with looking at, at the, you know, trying to assess their videos and, and look at that data about their live streams? I would take a look at your reach. Right. I would take a look to see how much engagement you're getting on your show and compare that with your promotional plan. And the reason for that is is just because you go live doesn't mean people are going to stop what they're doing right now to pay attention to what you have to say. Like you have to give them a heads up. And so that was really the turning point for clients where I was like, hey, give me at least a week to start creating buzz for your video and you'll see a difference in the actual engagement and the numbers that we're getting. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know? And once I was able to, to give them that data, they're like, okay, we've got a plan. I need you guys to create this copy and blah, blah, blah. And then the, the digital team is gonna go ahead and do the Facebook ads. But once you have that process in place, um, definitely do your promo plans. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at it more like stepping away from the insights, but more like on a qualitative rather than quantitative view of like what what your clients are doing, what are what are some of the the a few of the things that people could take away that um, they could change about how they go about doing their live videos mm. that might actually impact nice. their business? One thing for sure would be try to come up with um, your your scheduled programming. I think it's very helpful. Like you guys go live on this day at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and people know that. They know when to tune in. And it makes it starts to become a habit for them because if they haven't had a chance at all to catch up on any social media, they know that they could go ahead and count on Ross and Rachel to catch them up on speed, right? Like this is the time they could listen passively. And if they don't have the time, then they could always listen to the replay or watch mm-hmm. the blog post or get, you know. As soon as you start to have that scheduled programming, people will say, it's Tuesday. I got to watch this, mm-hmm. right? So definitely go ahead and start there. And then once you're starting to do your live video, take advantage of all the different ways that you could optimize your content. So whether it's tagging your products, testing mm-hmm. out like, hey, I'm about to go live with Ross and Rachel. I'm feeling excited. It's something different in your newsfeed. Tag yes. other people, ask them to share. Um, even with the scheduled broadcast, usually what I do is I want people to start engaging even before we go live. So I'll leave, yeah. you guys did this too, where it's like, if you want to be notified, go ahead and leave the comment insights and you'll get a notification, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe if that's a, if that's too much of an ask, I'll even just say like, let me know where you're watching from. It's yep. like complete mm-hmm. no brainer. Just let me know where you're watching from. Oh, Toronto. Cool. Oh, Guam. 
never been there, but that's awesome. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it's cool, yeah. That's amazing stuff. Um, and we're so we're so appreciative of you bringing these these uh, these knowledge bombs to us today, which I think we've tagged all these people too, who are like, you know, you, they're pretty big out there work, you know, working on a lot of social media and, and have a big presence, but um, you know, don't know what you don't know. And a lot of that does drive back to those insights where you're like, unless you are digging in and taking that time. I know I saw, I think Brad uh, had mentioned in the comments, he's like, I need more hours in the day for this. I and know. I totally get it. That's um, my biggest reason I haven't implemented all this great stuff. Like, when am I going to do this? But I mean, Stephanie, if you had to gauge this on a scale of one to 10 priority of, you know, and 10 being the most important of how important is, is it to go look at the data of your videos? How important is it? Super important. Um, because when you understand what type of medium or content is actually moving the needle in your business, that's where you're going to go ahead and focus your attention on because instead of focusing on little things, right? Mm -hmm. Like spending, like for me, when I realized I don't have to spend two hours in Photoshop creating an inspirational graphic, I could just go live for 30 minutes, be one and done and get it over with and get a referral after that, mm -hmm. that completely changed my business from there. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I, I've, I've often equated not looking at your data to, you know, being in a dart competition with, you know, and I don't know who plays darts. It just came, I, we've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately and that's in there. <laughs> but um, where like, if you're in a dart competition and you're like, okay, I want to win, but I'm going to not look, or I'm going to put a blindfold on and I'm just going to really just try to keep throwing the dart and you're going to miss. You have yeah. nothing to improve there because you're just like, well, I don't care where I'm aiming this at. I'm just going to really practice it doing this. It's like that. It's a futile effort where you're just, you know, let me just keep hounding and using time and use and building and keeping trying to make this happen. When, if you're not looking at the data, not realizing it's not working, then you are wasting time and therefore wasting money. Mm. There you go. There you go. And Honestly, if like, let's say Brad, you know, if you don't have a lot of time, just try to put your benchmark in terms of like, as long as my video hits a thousand views and X amount of comments, I know it's good, right? Yeah. Like that's how I know that it's good. If I, if, if my numbers are anywhere below that, I ask myself and I ask my team, did we not promote it enough? Was that really a boring topic? Is there anything else that I could have done to have made that better? And if I executed everything in that Asana template and it just still tanked, then I just yeah. know they weren't interested in that. And then I can move on to a different topic. Right. right. How, can I ask a quick one last quick question? How long do you try, you know, try to reach those benchmarks before you realize this, it tanked, you know, I need to move on to something else. How long do you give yourself or give some content? You mean just um, for the overarching benchmarks or just the video itself? Cause I um, wait like, yeah, I would say I, as soon as the video ends, I give myself 24 hours. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I'm just like, am I going to hit that thousand views? <laughs> right. Is this happening? Do I yeah. need to share this in a couple more groups? Because that that time period, right, in terms yeah. of Facebook algorithm, right, recency is super important. And so the more mm -hmm. that I could get people to engage organically, the better that is for me. And yeah. so I have like this whole entire list of content of like which groups I share it to. Um, if I know that someone in my in my social media group might be interested in it. I might tag them. I'll say like, Hey Ross, remember that mm -hmm. question you were asking me about? I right, answered right. it in this video right. and I'll even timestamp it. I'm like timestamp here. Boom. Go. Nice. Right, right. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. That just brought up. So now I got one more question. <laughs> uh, when you don't hit those benchmarks, when you have a video that 
you know, you thought the content was good and, you know, it just wasn't one to maybe appeal to your audience. We all know that um, while views aren't the be all and end all, in fact, they're probably one of the least important metrics in terms of business. They do have an effect on how people view us in terms of credibility for our business and stuff like that. Do you believe in keeping all your videos that are good content up, regardless whether 10 people watched or 10,000? Or do you sometimes go, eh, I can't have one up that only got 50 views or whatever? Eh. <laughs> um, personally, I leave them up on there because I teach people how to go live and I keep, mm. I keep my worst videos on there. Like in the very beginning where you only have wow. like one comment because you just want to show that progression because if yeah. people say like, Oh, you know, Rachel is so perfect. I can never reach her level. It's like, no, no, no. Follow her journey. Look at her playlist <laughs> right. and, and see how the show actually evolved yeah. and then learn from them because probably in the beginning it was just like you on a mobile phone. You it's so true. You know, Take a look at how your engagements were that. And then, okay, now I have this cool Be Live talk show format. Am I getting more engagement from that? And you right. just keep learning yeah. and just keep pushing with it. And I would say, honestly, the, the most important metric at the end of the day is, did you have fun? Mm -hmm. Aw, that's did great. Did you one. have fun? Because if you didn't, then why the heck are you doing it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a blast with you tonight. Uh, and and obviously we can tell because the time flew by. We we're trying to squeeze in questions at the very end. But um, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing so much yeah. knowledge. Um, really encourage everybody watching. Share this out. Tag somebody. Anna, by the way, is our champion tagger. Uh, and go visit her website because obviously there's more where this came from. And we're so glad that you were able to bring it to us here tonight for our viewers. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I'll check out the comments. Yeah. So, love I'll it. go from there. All hey, right. Stephanie. Hey, Bye, Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. is the website. Also has lightscameralive.com. So check those out. Uh, has courses and freebies and all sorts of great info for uh, learning live video and improving on how you go about doing your live videos. Wow. That did fly by. It really did. And by the way, I have thank to go you. back and watch it again and take notes. <laughs> I know. Well, and thank you to everybody too, uh, for your patience tonight. You guys were on fire in the comments. I was trying to kind of hop over and, and engage with that a bit too. Um, you guys are seriously great. It's been great emoji day. It's been a great mm -hmm. comment day. Great knowledge day. I am seriously going to go try to transcribe this video and be like, Oh my God, I learned all the things. Uh, we all were great. So thank you guys so much for making this uh, such a great hour with some, some great comments and engagement for Stephanie. So it's been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you everybody for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you again next week, uh, next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Be Live TV Facebook page. And if you're not using Be Live yet, don't forget you can get a free trial mm -hmm. by going to belive.tv. And I think it's two free weeks you can get, so That's you can right. try it out. And in fact, there is a free plan if you just want to start slowly and go live short form in the beginning. You can do that. So check that out. Also, don't forget about the Be Livers Facebook group. You can join that as mm -hmm. well and get your questions answered, get tips and find people to collaborate with, guests and all kinds of good things going on there as well. So. Uh, Rachel, it's been fun. Has been so fun. And I feel <laughs> way, like I said last week, I feel way smarter now. So I know. it's awesome. 
Let's go be smarter together. <laughs> Let's go be smarter. We will see you back a little wiser than we were when we started this show <laughs> next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Tuesday on the Be Live TV Facebook page. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, y'all.